Hey, you ever been to Chancellor Park? That's where I live. My name is Tabin Dillard, and I live in a trailer park called Chancellor Park, and I mow lawns. I'd like to introduce you to my town. I've been making YouTube's videos since about 2006, and then I've transitioned over to other platforms like the TikToks and the whatnot. But here on this podcast, I'd like to clue you into what's going on with me here lately. And this is like a pre-introduction. Now I'm going to send it off to myself for the real introduction. I'm glad you joined me. Bink, bink. Well, welcome to the Tavin Dillard Podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 10. We in double digits now. We like the big kids. Hey, we 10. My name's Tavin Dillard. I'm Lawns. I live in Chancellor Park. This here is a podcast, which is like a radio show, best I can tell. It's for your ears. And gobble, gobble. If you're listening to this, the week it was aired, we in Thanksgiving week, y'all guys. A lot to be thankful for, ain't it? We got a softball season. We heavy into now. Bud's Burger Shed. While I'm thinking about it at the beginning of this, I'll just let you know that uh, in the show notes of this podcast today, uh, if you want to get a hold of any Bud's Burger Shed gear, you know, that's the team I'm on. And that's the the Burger Sheds in town. It's a good place to eat, too. But we got uh, Burger Shed hats. We got our uniforms, which are Burger Shed shirts. But we got two. There, There's two shirts in there you'll see if you click that link. One is just a team shirt, just regular Bud's Burger Shed logo. Then there's our team uh, Burger Shed 2021. And on the back is our roster. You'll see Tavin Dillard on the back, right fielder. And so if you want the team shirt, that's available uh, at the at the, the merchandise store. Which you'll, Anyways, that link to any of the Burger Shed gear. Got hoodies now for the, for the cooler weather with the hoodie and a little pocket in front you can put your hands in. Said burger shed on the front. Anyways, any of that stuff, just click on the link in the show notes. But make sure you use that discount code I'm giving you in them show notes to get ten percent off anything you do there. And uh, another thing uh, been going on. And if you listen to this on Tuesday when it first aired, then uh, you got one more day. Uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, uh, there's pre-orders for my 2022 calendars. You know, if you need to keep track of when your softball practice is, or when your kiddo's gymnastic uh, somersault session is, or any of that kind of thing, you know, grandpappy's birthday, all of that stuff, uh, you can pencil in on, on a 2022 calendar. So those are pre-ordered, which means they, like, really discounted till, uh, after, I mean, till the day before Thanksgiving, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So it's one more day when this airs. And it's like 33% off. So we're getting a pre-order because that way you know how many to print. I ain't, I ain't about to get stuck with, you know, three boxes of 2022 calendars like Meemaw did in the 80s when she did those bonnets for squirrels. I mean, people think they got good ideas, but uh, Meemaw thought it was a great idea. But them squirrels, they did not. She didn't ask her customer base because not one squirrel liked a bonnet t- tied around their head. And so she she got a lot, though, if you know anybody that needs uh, bonnets for squirrels. I mean, I could probably cut you a good deal at this point. But if you are just joining us, let me invite you to go back to episode one start there. Boy, we on episode 10 now, y'all guys, is what I'm saying. So there's a lot to catch up to. We'll wait for you here if you want to check that stuff out. What has happened is I started walking y'all through my softball season in town. Like I said, I play for Bud's Burger Shed. We on what you might call a tear. Uh, if you, ever, you spent much around athletes, uh, sports teams, you know that a tear means, well, you playing pretty good, and you playing pretty good pretty often. 
it ain't just like you had a good game, but I mean you like you working through the through through the schedule, and them games you playing on the schedule, you playing them games well, and at the end of the day, you winning them games, and then you on a tear. Well, we done won our third game last week's, which makes us three four one. Three is the wins. We won three games. Uh, last week was third win. Fours is the losses. We done lost four games. Ones is the ties. That's when you don't score more than them, but they don't score more than you. So we three, four, and one. We came out on a winning side last week, but I tell you, the big loser was Brody Childress's sister-in-law who had a Dodge Neon. She was wanting to sell. Brody had it out on the parking lot before the game under the streetlight, you know, taking pictures so he could sell it. And it's right outside the um, outfield wall out there. So, you know, people hit dingers out there. And he's under there because the lighting's pretty good out there, and he wanted to get pictures, you know, because then he could he could help sell his sister-in-law's car. I don't know if he's just doing it as a favor or he's going to get some commission, you know, but uh, he's doing that. And our team's playing with two outfielders because Brody treats adult softball as the thing he does if nothing more important comes up. And apparently selling his sister-in-law's Dodge Neon was his priority. Now, I don't know if you call that ironic when he's missing his softball game to park a Dodge Neon and take pictures, and then that Neon's window gets shattered by softball from the game he's supposed to be playing in, but that's what happened last week. I could tell you right now, if Brody was playing, he would not have drove that Neon to the field. He got a Suzuki sidekick, and he don't ever park it on the other side of the outfield wall. It's just for the, just for the lighting. That's the only reason there, like I said tonight, so he could get the perfect pictures. Anyway, I ain't checked this week to see if he ever did get that thing sold, but I know he had to mark it down a little bit or a lot of bit because uh, you can't see out that back windshield. It didn't shatter like glass, little pieces of glass everywhere. It spiderwebbed it. You know what I'm saying? He just spiderwebbed it and it all over that back window. So you're trying to see what's behind you, but you can't see out that window. You're going to have to crane your neck, you know, look out like a big old lake water crane and like reach your head around the window, you know, if you got it rolled down or whatever, or check your mirrors on the sides. I mean, that's the best way you can do. I mean, that Dodge Neon ain't got no backup camera. I can tell you that right now. So you ain't going to see back out of way unless you got somebody looking for you. You can see out them side view mirrors. Anyway, we, we got bigger fish to fry, as they say. Uh, this week, we went to Phil's Pillin' pretty good. Why wouldn't we? We won three games now. Not to mention, there ain't been no accident at the concession stand for two weeks now. That thing has been burned, been replaced, painted. And I think Mary Beth Tucker, she got a pretty good idea now just to stick to the basic snacks and not, not try s'mores and hot dinner rolls that are softer than a baby angel's leg, nothing like that. Well, tonight, Chlorine Phillips' son, Gilbert, was in town, and apparently they allow him walk-ons in the adult softball league now because he went to some college up in the Ozarks, some junior college, and he's a backup catcher there, so he's got some experience on the fields and at the plate. But the thing is, what he's really known for is that he beat up an adult bull moose. I mean, as the story goes, it wasn't just eye-to-eye, head-to-head, toe-to-toe kind of thing, but they went at it for upwards of three minutes. You ever seen an adult bull moose? Buddy, they ain't tiny. I have a hard time imagining leaning into one of them. Like, what you gonna do, huh? Like you, like you really stepping up to an adult bull moose. So I don't know what got uh, Gilbert so fired up, but that's the story. And anyhow, they went at it for a few minutes, and that that bull moose ended up turning and running. Gilbert backed that thing down one way or another. I know that much. I'm not sure exactly how. So he's on another team. Imagine if you will. And he stepped into the batter's box, and Mort Dwydell, who's our pitcher. And he's just shaking his head like he ain't going to do this. He ain't going to pitch to Gilbert. It's what it seemed like. Well, the ump, he do that little finger swirl in the air, you know, like, let's play ball. Come on. 
let's do this thing kind of thing. You know, we got a game to play. And Mort shakes his head at the ump and hollers, I ain't playing. He's a pro, and he beat up an adult bull moose. Well, then Mort drops the ball right there on the pitcher's mound. Couldn't believe it. He's really doing this. So I go ahead and switch positions with him. I get in there trying to find the strike zone. Now, I can relate to strike zones because as a lawn mowing man, there's places in town that I know are like strategic for lawn mowing, which is what I do. But also, there's there's an area where there's a little bit of danger. You don't exactly know what you're going to get in that zone in town. Somebody may try to corner you and talk to you for 30 minutes longer than you need to because you got other work to get to. Uh, they may yell at you. They just may be a little ornery, whatever kind of thing. But... I don't get paid to play softball. I get paid to manage, you know, them lawns, even them strike zone areas for the lawns. And, and anyways, it showed when I got on the mound that I ain't getting no money to play no softball tonight. In town, I consider Millie Rick's house a strike zone because I don't ever know what I'm going to get thrown at my way by her house. This past week, I was just riding my bike by there. I, had, I didn't need to do her lawn that day, nothing like that. I was just getting, I was just in a neighborhood kind of thing, heading, my, heading to my place. And on my bike went by and she just hollered at me. Pimento cheese and white bread. That's what she yelled at me. And I heard what she said, but I did not know what to do about it. You know what I mean? Like, them words are words I heard. Like, she spoke a language I understand. It wasn't like, I don't know what none of those words mean. I just don't know why she said it then. Like, why are you going to holler that at somebody? Pimento cheese and white bread, right? So, like I said, I was riding by. Well, now I'm at least slowing down because I'm at that point. You know, it's like this critical point where... I could keep driving and just ignore the whole thing, probably should have, or I can try to figure out if I'm going to stop and, like, engage. She didn't ask me no question, right? She just hollered pimento cheese and white bread at me. So it's, I got to, like, assess in a matter of a few seconds, how curious am I right now? How curious am I? Now, I didn't know if she was giving me, like, instructions for a recipe kind of thing or telling me that what I should have for lunch or what she's planning to eat later. I just didn't know, so I said, what about it, Millie? So then I had to stop my bike, because now I ask a question, I'm going to wait to hear what she said, and she said, that's the cure for everything. Well, now I got another choice. I could have just moved on and waved and said, okay, have a good day, Millie. But no, I was curious, like a seagull near a quarter pounder, kind of like an itch, it just had to be scratched, and I call out, what can it cure, Millie? She said, oh, it can cure whooping cough, lockjaw, club feet, pneumonia, diarrhea, canker sores, cleft palate, chicken pox, strep throat, warts, procrastination, and dyslexia. Now, I'm still trying to process that list when I realize she's staring at me, waiting for some kind of response, so I knowed I could go a couple different ways at this point. Firstly, I could pose a question about any of them things Millie just claimed that pimento cheese and white bread cures. You know, like, how does pimento cheese and white bread cure canker sores exactly, Millie? Because really, even if she answered one of them things on the list, it had been we'd have to go down that whole list. I'd, I'd, I'd have to know. Just wondering how she can even claim this stuff, you know, kind of thing. So I don't even get into it with Millie about that. Not to mention, she can't barely hear. So the more I yell at her, the more she just yell back at me. And, you know, that ain't going to work so well. So I just try to back out of this strike zone. And I say, well, Millie, it's about lunchtime for me. I need to... Head on down to the burger shed. And she hollered back at me. Pimento cheese and white bread will cure that too. Well, that was that. I was out of there and I did not get no pimento cheese and white bread at the burger shed. Firstly, because I don't want it. And secondly, Bud don't serve it anyway. 
but I did get a bacon double cheeseburger, and that worked out well. Although I might try that pimento cheese and white bread soon, I have had a little trouble with procrastination lately. But back at the field, I can't find the strike zone. The ball is all over the place, and don't think my mind did not wander back to that two-hitter I throwed here recently. And by two-hitter, I mean while I was pitching, all the innings I pitched, I only gave up two hits. The unfortunate thing about them pitches and them two hits that they was both grand slams. Now, if you know anything about uh, the, the softball game, a grand slam is four runs. There's a, there's a fella standing at first base, one at second base, one at third base, one at home plate, and when that fella hit the home run from home plate, everybody to get to run in a circle around them bases and then four runs score. So if I gave up two grand slams, quick math is going to tell you, or slow math, depending on how fast you do your math, that eight runs went by, and I only had two hits. But they were two hits that went over the fence when the bases was loaded. So, yes, that was on my mind a little bit when I'm staring down uh, Chlorine Phillips' son, Gilbert. So I admit I'm a little intimidated by him standing in that batter's box. He's wagging that bat above his head. And then running under the bleachers out of my periphery is Jalapeno. That's what Cheryl Grubbs named her new dog. That thing made a mess in town here recently. And I started hoping it don't get into no trouble in the middle of our game. You know, I got enough to think about and worry about a loose dog that uh, I don't know if it bites. You know, it's a new dog, so you don't really know it yet. You don't know what it's going to do. Um, but anyway, Cheryl and her husband, they live on three acres. And she decided to take that dog into town here recently and run errands. Now, I, I ain't no dog whisperer, nothing like that. I ain't got a dog as a pet, but I'm pretty sure that dog would rather be out on them three acres instead of the back of a Chevy Cobalt running errands in town. Well, the first stop Cheryl made with Jalapeno was Maggie's Flowers. It's a flower shop in town. And that dog went in there and he peed all over the floor. Maggie handed Cheryl a mop and said, clean that up. So while Cheryl's over there cleaning that up, old Jalapeno eats a bouquet of flowers. Chrysanthemums, marigolds, daisies, I don't know all my flowers. But you you know, you take one of these kind of flowers, you take one of them kind of flowers, you put them kind of flowers together and make a bouquet. Well, that dog, Jalapeno, munched the top of them flowers, then they's just stems. And people don't go into flower stores to buy stems. It's like buying just a, a, a little bundle of sticks. You don't do that. And that dog ate the burger. Maggie left sitting on a counter, so it ate flowers. It ate a burger. It had to be full by the time it got out of there. I bet Maggie couldn't get Cheryl and Jalapeno out there fast enough. She was like, scoot on out. I'm sure uh, if Cheryl wasn't done mopping that floor, she didn't care anymore at that point because now, you know, Jalapeno was eating like the prophets. Next, Cheryl went to the bank, and that dog followed her in there, and it knocked over a water cooler. Flooded the entranceway to the bank. Water all on the carpet like squish, squash, squish, squash. Dorothy Atkins, older gal in town, walk in there in the bank. She got on them orthopedic shoes. They get soaked, and them don't look expensive, but they are. And Cheryl says, I just needed to get the dog out. The dog just needed to go out, stretch its legs, kind of thing. And I said, Cheryl, that dog was on three acres. It was out. You turned this whole afternoon into like an after-school special with dog hijinks and whatnot, like that away. Get that Chevy Cobalt home, Cheryl. 
But apparently tonight she still thinks that doggy need to see the town, so it's running loose at the softball fields while I'm on the mound thinking about trying to pitch to Gilbert, Chlorine Phillips' son, who beat up an adult bull moose. She got Jalapeno running in the softball fields, and I see her hoofing it after him, which means he ain't in control. He ain't attached to the leash. The leash is attached to him. I will say that, but ain't nobody holding the leash, put it that way. He done broke loose kind of thing from Cheryl's grip. Well... Unless Jalapeno going to decide to slow down or stop, Cheryl ain't got no chance. About that time, J.T. Whitlow holler at me, Tabin, you going to pitch that thing? I zoned out there for a minute, buddy. Maybe it's two minutes. I don't know. I was just thinking about that whole mess that Jalapeno could be in and then reliving what already had happened with Jalapeno this week in town. And I think my team was probably thinking I was just about to chicken out like Morton did and just drop the ball and walk off the mound. But that wasn't it at all. I was in it to win it, but but I just I was just dazed, you know, just daydreaming out there. So I toss one down the middle. Gilbert's ready. He turned on that ball so hard. He sends a screaming line drive down the third baseline, and it finds Rusty Tidwell's shin. So hard. It sounded like somebody bounced a cue ball on a driveway. You know, if you get popped in the shin by a horseshoe or softball, it'll take you out for a day, maybe longer. Hurts so bad. Just hearing the sound hurts you if you're standing nearby and it wasn't even you that got hit. Kind of how I felt. Now Rusty Tidwell, he's our most athletic team member. He's a beast, and there ain't nothing you can do. And Chlorine Phillips' son Gilbert lines a screamer off your shin. All you can do is what Rusty did, which is go down like a newborn fawn on a frozen pond. So we moved J.T. Whitlow over to third. But honestly, we was out of it the rest of the game. They's done in our head. You know, you got you got a ringer like Gilbert up at the bat. Then you got a dog like Jalapeno running over the fields. Uh, and then you, you they take out your best player, uh, Rusty Tidwell. It's like, you know, there, there wasn't much we could do. They they got in our head bringing him like out of way. So we just, we just tried to finish the game best we could. And tonight, the best we could was 7-2. They pushed across seven runs. I think Gilbert was responsible solely for like five or six of them runs. And then we just got them two. And Myron Curtis, of all people, decided to give a pep talk after the game. He was saying how we got to man up and you can't just walk away when you're scared. Mort kind of had his head hung down, you know, at that part. And I don't know if Mort didn't pitch because he was really that scared or if he thought that the ump would say, you know, once, once Mort took his stand and dropped the ball walked up the mound, he'd, the ump would say, no, Gilbert, you can't stay. You ain't on that team. You ain't even signed up in this league. But whatever his reason, they let him play, and it sure was a bad look on Mort now, just like he gave up on his team. About that time that Myron was really letting us all have it about being a man and manning up and taking care of your business, his girlfriend Mary Beth Tucker hollered at him and said, My mama's waiting for us down at Bickham's All-You-Can-Eat Catfish Buffet. We gotta get. So they got out of there. Then like this little 10-year-old fella or something, he's all winded. He's holding Jalapeno's leash, trying to return that dog to Cheryl. I think she offered like a bag of Skittles or something. Not a bad deal, really. I told her she needs to get that lad a snow cone at least and leave that dog out on that three acres. I mean, Skittle's all right, but, I mean, the amount of running that little fella had to do, and as winded as he was, a little refreshment like a snow cone might have done the trick. But she not careful. That dog going to run and keep on going, though. That jalapeno may not, you know, it may be too hot to hold onto. You see what I did there? But if if you are keeping keep track, though, after tonight, we's three, five, and one. One three, lost five, tied one. Was it fair them bringing in a ringer like like Gilbert? No, sure wasn't. Do we make excuses though? Kinda, actually. 
Yeah, but I'm over it, I guess. I'm over it for tonight. And the way I know things go is that these things have a way of, you know, working themselves out. I just got to stay healthy and hydrated this week. I don't want to get into a food coma after Thanksgiving, but no guarantees, you know, and show up ready to play. So our game this next week is going to be uh, Friday because, you know, we ain't playing games on Turkey Day, gobble, gobble. But if you're interested in any of of that Burger Shed gear, uh, check out link in my show notes and check out that discount code for you. Now, if you want to pre-order a calendar, that link's there too. Uh, The pre-orders just go for uh, another day. They go to the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, so ain't much time if you ain't done that. But uh, you you check that out if you want to. Uh, Maybe I can't beat up no adult bull moose, y'all guys, but I can put hurting on a Dr. Pepper and uh, a little turkey and gravy, and I'll probably do all that coming up this week. I mean, that's the plan at least. So I tell you, if you ain't had a backup catcher from a junior college line of softball off your shin this week, you having a pretty good week. I sure appreciate y'all hanging out with me on this podcast. We made it to 10. We made it to 10 episodes. Appreciate y'all joining me this week. Hey, if you could, uh, I think I got like 82 ratings on uh, on iTunes if you listen to it on iTunes. Wherever you at, if you could rate this thing, it'd be good to get that up to 100 a uh, hundred uh, reviews on on the podcast. That way, you know, it helps people say, "Hey, maybe I should listen to that." And then, as that happens, as the audience grows, I can keep going here too. I'll keep, you know, doing uh, maybe another season after this one. So there's gonna be. Uh, oh, I'll tell you all this right now. There's 14 episodes in this first season of my podcast. But a little secret, bank bank. There's gonna be a 15th, a very special one hour. Christmas podcast episode uh, the week of Christmas. It's probably coming out on December 22nd, I think. So I'm excited about that. I think it'll be a hoot. It'll be like a bonus episode for season one because I'm, I'm going to do my usual Tuesday and then that, which I think is December 21st, and then on Wednesday the 22nd, one hour Christmas podcast episode. That's the truth. Me and you, the only ones that know that right now. I ain't told anybody else. So you know, share that information. It ain't got to be no secret. But I'm telling you right now, only a few people know, or just me and you, really. So thanks for joining me this week, y'all guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, if you get a minute, get a second, you can check the links I'm leaving in the show notes, and you can also go and, and give this podcast a rating. Boy, I sure appreciate it. I'm keeping stretched out. We ain't going to let this season slip away from us. i tell you that right now. Appreciate you joining me. Until next time. We'll see you later.